Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Midwest Mamas, just some friends finding the good in the world. I'm your host, Alexa. And I'm your other host, Melissa. This music is brought to you by Aaron Moses. Go check him out. So listeners, today we are so excited that we have the privilege to chat with Michelle Kroll. Michelle is someone that a coworker at our school actually she talked about. So our coworker Lindsay went to school with Michelle and a few months ago she was just like, "Hey, you should talk to Michelle. She has a really interesting story." And so Michelle is a mom to five boys, five. She has her oldest who's 13 and then she had quadruplets. Holy moly. So today we got to talk with her just about being a mom of all boys and just the different experiences that come with that. So we are so excited to bring you this conversation. We hope you enjoy. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Midwest Mamas. We're so excited you're here today. And today we are excited to have a wonderful mama on our show whose name is Michelle. Say hi, Michelle. Hello. Michelle, we're so glad you're And so for those of you who might not know you yet or might not follow you on social media, can you just give our listeners a little bit information about you? Sure. Um, I am a mom of five boys and I, four of them share a birthday. So um, I have quadruplets. I like to just say that out of the gate. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And we live in a charming town in the west suburbs of Chicago. Um, I met my uh, husband at Purdue. We both went there. It seems like yesterday, but it is, I'm realizing a lot longer ago than (laughs) (laughs) than I thought. Um, We married in 2000, so we made it easy on ourselves to figure out how long we've been married. Um, Oh, that's nice. So yeah, so this September, it'll be 19 years. So wow. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) And you started your own blog and decided to write to start an, your own blog. That's so cool. So I started as a way um, back when it was kind of when blogging just kind of just started, um, just began. And I was doing it just to keep family and friends updated about um, our boys when we had brought them home. I think I might have, yeah, I think my first post was actually on my old blog. Um, so they are nine now. My quads are nine and my oldest son is 13. And, um, so this seems like again yesterday, but it was a while ago. Um, when I started that, I was just kind of keeping everyone updated. People were excited to, um, hear about them, hear how they were doing. So my first post was, Um, when I had gotten out of the hospital and they were still in the NICU and it kind of just morphed into, um, talking more about motherhood here and there, um, you know, updates on the boys, but kind of talking through like what it was like to be in the trenches of motherhood. And that I kind of stepped away for a little bit when they started being a little bit more, um, mobile, (laughs) when they started moving. Yeah. Uh, in all different directions. And mm-hmm. it was a little harder to be um, present in, you know, in on the blog and then also just trying to keep up with um, things that I just, it was a little bit of an outlet for me to write. Um, and I really enjoyed it. And people said they were, you know, in, inspired by my words, which I never had intended. So that was just really um, something I was 
kind of listening to and um, I, I was sad to kind of step away from it. But in the past couple of years, I um, regrouped a little bit and put myself back out there. Um, I joined this amazing writing community. It's been about two and a half, almost actually three years, I think, ago this spring called Hope Writers. Um, and I've met some really fantastic um, women through there. I went on a um, to their first workshop out in North Carolina and have since done some other things for writing. So it's just That's amazing cool. when you kind of open yourself up to something. Um, I've always loved books and writing, and I entered like those young author contests in elementary school, but I never thought it would come back, you know? Yeah. I thought it was just more for me to process, um, just kind of process what was going on. And truly, some of this was before even social media existed and um, in the capacity it does now anyway. So, yeah, it now I'm out there and writing. And as my boys get older, I have to kind of think through what I share about their lives now. Um, mm-hmm. But it is it is a really cool way to connect and just to kind of have each other and keep, keep cheering each other on in this whole (laughs) thing called motherhood. You know, it's been an, it's been a definitely an unexpected life having um, quadruplets and, and just five boys all, you know, having everyone be the same gender and um, right. Yikes. uh, Yeah. I think it's so neat that you're sharing your story because I just feel like any mom with multiples, I just, I don't know how you do it. And it's amazing. Um, How did you feel when you found out you were going to have quads? So I was so sure that, (laughs) that I was, I was having one um, child that, you know, I went to my appointment as, as normal. It was a little bit earlier on. And as with my first um, son, we had um, gone through years of infertility to get to having him. And so Um, we, I was just expecting like a, probably a typical ultrasound appointment (laughs) and, um, my husband was working because he, we wanted to save up his time off, you know, for what was to come having another, um, kiddo and, you know, then they did not stop counting (laughs) how many possible children. So, um, it was really, it was really eye-opening. Um, all the feelings you could probably feel in that moment, yeah. I felt, you know, shock, um, awe, uh, yeah. happy to be feeling um, this way again because I never thought, you know, the first time I didn't think I was going to be able to have a, have a child and then to have more children. Um, my oldest was three at the time, so we had gone through that, you know, second round of infertility. Um as well. So, you know, it was, it was unexpected. So, so grateful, but I really, yeah, it would have been, you know, he is like, I can't believe I wasn't there. So he wasn't, he wasn't there when you found out the first time. That's so. (laughs) Yeah. It was my surprise. There's four. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, and of course he was at every appointment since then. Um, but I always tell that story because that's how, um, that's how, you know, normal it seemed in terms of just going to this appointment and, you know, just kind of that initial, um, 
initial appointment. So yeah, it always kind of sets the tone for, oh, oh they really, really weren't expecting, <laughs> expecting wow. to have uh, quadruplets. So yeah. It that was. is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was certainly unexpected, but yeah. Um, but such a blessing. Yeah. Such a, yeah, such a blessing. Um, hard work for sure. Um, but so good. Um, so abundant in, um, just, we were so covered by God and, and our community and family and friends. I, I get choked up thinking about that cause they're older now and, and, you know, I'll see those pictures, um, now and, and it's almost surreal to me, which is funny because <laughs> mm-hmm. I went through it. Um, yeah. So, you know, it kind of speaks to how, how, well, mom brain as well, how we can forget things, but, um, right. I really can, um, it speaks to how far they've come and how, how far we've come, um, in that process. So it was, um, just so much trust. It was such a walk with, with God through it. Um, so many, so many points in there. I was so concerned about our older son, you know, how he yeah. was going to be able to handle everything. Yeah. Um, so concerned about how it was going to change his life because at that point it was the three of us, you know, right. And we had, oh yeah. Yeah. We had settled into a pretty good rhythm and he, um, he always wanted, I mean, when his friends, uh, started having younger brothers and sisters, he always wanted more and he prayed actually for brothers and sisters. So we just oh, joke that God didn't hear the sisters <laughs> <laughs> part of that prayer. Yeah. Um, but that's that so was sweet. plural. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, and on your website, I love it says celebrating boyhood raising gentlemen. So how did you come up with that? And like, what does that kind of mean to you? Celebrating boyhood, raising gentlemen. So it's more of this story that has come to me about a story of, and I think sometimes we think something can only be one way or another, you know, I have, um, and I'm sure you can attest to this and just, um, working with kids, but you know, you, sometimes there is a, a, a child who's like, we just say they're all boy or, you know, they just come yeah. out just trying to climb things. They don't, they never sit still for a moment. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, you might have a more quiet child that, you know, um, we used to say we could sit our oldest with like a box of Sharpies and like, you know, a blank wall and he wouldn't have done anything with it. Yeah. <laughs> but he also didn't have three other people, you know, trying to you know, to kind of work on, um, coming up with a plan with either. So, (laughs) um, so, you know, you just, they're just, boys are just so different. I think we can kind of stereotype them into this category that they're the specific way they can't focus. They can't sit still. They can't. And I don't believe that I have, um, I can see why we feel that way, but I don't believe it to be the full truth of who they are. So, um, celebrating boyhood is just all about celebrating all those things that make them boys. I mean, yeah. I have stories that could go on for mm, being the I'm only sure you do. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure you guys do too, but you know, being the only female, it's like, there's some things that <laughs> we even got a boy dog and yeah. our friends were like, are you for real? Um, but also raising gentlemen is so important to me to, um, just 
I want them to have a heart for God and a heart for Jesus and for um, seeing what it means to be a true man in um, in our society, um, thinking of the long term um, for them. So, you know, someday they are going to be um, responsible adults. They're going to be dads, possibly, and, um, you know, husbands and just thinking of what it means. So it's funny because, you know, the site um, talks about boys, but I'm always thinking about girls. I am being a girl and then (laughs) coming from a house of girls um, growing up, I just, my heart is just for how they will um, move through society with their like character and their integrity and um, just being gentlemen. And I don't think it's a one or the other kind of thing. I think it's um, something where, they can be both as long as both are nurtured, you know, both are, um, both are accepted, you know, they, boys have emotions. Um, and, and I can be the first at the end of a long day. I think I'm, I'm not the expert on how to do all this, but I just think at the end of a long day, I can be the first to just be like, okay, we're, (laughs) there are too many things going on or too many emotions. But when I really give thought to it, you know, it's them learning how to process through those emotions and not be bossed around by them, but to learn how to control those things um, so that they can work for them, you know, to have emotional IQ and, um, and grit in that, but also to have grace just cover everything. So it's more of a, a theory of, or um, a belief of, and, you know, I have boys that love, um, sports. I have boys that love music. I have boys that love chess and card games. And I have a son who loves, who thinks he's literally going to be the next architect or designer. Like, you know, I have boys who love Legos, um, Mm -hmm. and build. So it's just, you know, it's hard to keep up with all the things, (laughs) but it is, you know, they just, I've, we don't want to tell them you can't do this because you're doing this or that, you know, you can't be this because who knows who they will be. That's, that's what God knows. We don't know. We're just trying to um, help them grow into that. So. I love that. Me too. You should get that on a shirt, Michelle. (laughs) I would buy one. (laughs) Being a boy mama, I'm always looking for boy mama stuff. I just think that's like, so like just everything you were saying, I was, in my head mm-hmm. like just thinking about yeah like so many times I'm like oh they're just boys you know like when my two are running around but naked but then like yeah. you said that emotional piece too like our oldest Sawyer who's four like I can just tell when he's more sensitive to things and like yeah. needs that reassurance and just how important that is to help them regulate all those things yes and and it's so good that they're noticers like that mm-hmm. and that they are aware because that is going to translate to something someday i have to remind myself of that too when there isn't that like bandwidth or time to work through some of their emotions or you know um thoughts on something just to mm-hmm. circle back because it it is um it is so true you know they if they if they know how that it's okay to feel that way. And I never knew, honestly, how much, um, I was surprised at having my first son, like that he was the, uh, we didn't find out gender. So when he was, came out and he was a boy, I was just like, oh my, (laughs) what do we do? (laughs) Yeah. And it was, um, but it was so 
amazing to see this bond that I just never knew, even knew it really existed between yeah. boys and their moms. You know, I couldn't yeah. even mm-hmm. have described that, like what that was like at the time. Um, this love that they have and how, how careful they can be with us um, is really sweet, you know? Um, yeah. And it was unexpected for sure. I totally can relate to that right now because my son, he's eight months old Aww. and we have a three-year-old daughter and I'm one of three girls. So, and have two nieces and just girls all around all yeah. the time. And then we all of a sudden have this boy who was a total surprise. And I'm just like, what am I doing? And <laughs> just the bond that we have is incredible. And yeah. I just didn't know it was going to be like that, you know, after having a girl and being around girls so much. So totally. Right. Yeah. It's really special the way that happens. So it is. So you wrote the boy mom oath on your blog. Can you share a little bit um, of that with us? I know it's kind of lengthy, but some of the highlights of your oath. Yes. So these were, um, these are some promises that are good for me to remember. So I always say I'm preaching to myself because I write these things because I need them Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I need to remember, um, and especially in the hard days or the long days, but, um, and then I think as a community, we can look out for everyone's sons. So this is kind of like an oath to our sons and then an oath to like how we're going to raise our boys. Um, so a couple of those things are um, to be strong when it's time for me to encourage you to do the hard things, um, to give you the freedom to fail, to be the definition of home, always a safe place to land, to show and be love even when you pull away, and to know that when you pull away, it's not about me. Um, To hold you accountable, especially when it hurts. To remember to be who I needed at your age. Uh, To never be apathetic toward you or what is important to you. To apologize and allow you to see that adults don't always get it right. To listen to your ideas and your opinions. To pray for you for who you are now and who you will become, to remind you what is true about yourself when you start to forget, and to persist when I fail in this, for it is what moms do every day in love. So, and it's- I love that. You're gonna make me cry. You should put that on a shirt too. <laughs> I need to open a, a shirt shop. Yeah, there are some things that I would like, I'm like, yay, I could put those. Thank you, you for that encouragement. <laughs> yeah, you touch on so many good things, I think, just like um, showing them it's okay that adults fail and the need for adults to apologize. I think just leading by example, you know, and just praying is huge just for, not just for, because I think so many times I, when we're praying with them or when I'm thinking and praying, like I do just think about now and not necessarily the future and like, what you know, because it's hard to imagine them older. Like mm-hmm. I just think, yes. oh, they're just my little boys. Like, and I can't imagine at all them being bigger, even though I know that's the reality. And yeah, hmm. it is. Um, and I think some of these I wouldn't have written a few years ago. I wouldn't have known to write, known to write them. Right. Um, so I can completely understand that um, perspective for sure. Because I wouldn't have known until you start having to walk with them through some of those things. And yeah. um and realize, yeah, that they're not going to be these, sorry, <laughs> they're not going to be these little, little babies forever. But, um, 
and yes. play the long game, you know, like we have, yeah. my, my husband has that saying, like we're playing the long game. Like we have to think about it. We do have to think about that. It's hard though. Cause we're told, um, and this is why my heart is for all moms, not just moms of boys, but we're told so much about being present and, you know, right. being in the moment and then, you know, life still has to get done and you still work or you're still doing things, you know, dinner has to be made, groceries right. to be bought. And so I always found myself in this hard place between wanting to be in the moment, the real life that needed to happen, and then also thinking about who they would become. You know, there's a lot to think about there. So I think it's trying to, I don't know that I'll ever find a balance within that, but it's it's recognizing that all those pieces are important. Um, and, you know, the, the message to be present is absolutely a, an important and beautiful one, but I think we have to play the long game in the sense of um, just forward thinking to, you know, praying for who they will be and who I even think about who they'll be married to. And, Oh my gosh. You know, I never probably would have. Um, yeah. Definitely not when my, my son was eight months. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's something to, it's just interesting how it, how it changes. And as they get older, um, how, and there's grace in that, you know, to be able to, realize it now and, and recognize, um, wow, there, there are going to be these, these people out in society someday. They are going to be adults, you know, um, because we all have that person in target telling us, right. <laughs> Don't <laughs> out on this, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, You'll miss the sleepless days. nights. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, jeez. Oh, and well, they, meanwhile, it's, you know, in that right. moment, <laughs> when you're just trying to get through the checkout line. Exactly. It's a little tricky, you know, without a I meltdown. Mean, <laughs> literally the, today I had my youngest, we went to Build-A-Bear because he got a gift certificate for his birthday. And then we oh, went yeah. into the Boy Christian bookstore and he was mad I wouldn't let him have candy. So he threw his body down. So I was just dragging him <laughs> to the cash <laughs> register. I was just like, yeah, and people were looking, but some things... You won't miss as much, but something you might. <laughs> and then they won't believe it. I never did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That wasn't yeah. me. No, no, that was my brother. <laughs> so, Michelle, can you, and you kind of touched a little bit about this, but can you just share with us about your journey to motherhood? So we know you have five now, but what was kind of the journey before the first little boy? Yeah, that's, I think that's why my heart is so geared towards um women, like it, I have the perspective, which I never thought I would have of infertility and then abundance, you know, like having, um, having these moments where you go to baby showers and you're just thinking this will never be me. You know, you never, yeah. you've never actually thought you could be pregnant or, you know, you never had that wonder like, oh, wow. I, you know, maybe, it, maybe things did, um, maybe it's this month, you know, maybe it'll be me. And, um, and it's a real, it can be very isolating. I do think we talk about it more now. Um, since this was, you know, like I said, I've been married for almost 19 years. So, um, this is, that was a while ago. And, um, it was just, it was something that it's hard because it's almost like, we can be told it's also a reward, like children are a reward, children are a blessing, and right. they absolutely are, but not being able to have them doesn't mean <laughs> anything yeah. about you specifically, you know, like it's a it's a walk that you have with God and leaning into him 
Absolutely. I know people who are struggling with it now and, um, and my heart just breaks for them because it is, you're watching like this party go on around you and you weren't invited to it, you know? Right. Yeah. It's something your heart, um, longs for. And it's, it's so hard to describe, um, in that sense of like, it's just, it's isolating it and you want to be happy. I think that's the hardest thing is right. like, is happy for your friends. Your heart is happy for, um, you know, you want to be happy for them. You want to experience their joy. And simultaneously, you're holding this space for yourself and your grief, you know. So um, it took us uh, quite a few years um, to get pregnant with our older son. And, um, and then when he was here, it was us for, um, well, in the first year, he ended up um, going through something pretty scary in his life. He, uh, we found out he had a cancerous tumor. Um, it kind of went a lot faster than that. Like how we, how I brought him to the ER and how we figured things out with an incredible doctor, um, that was working there that day, not in the ER, but happened to just actually be there that day. And so we walked through that with him and it felt kind of um, almost greedy to want more kids because our, we had been to funerals of, um, you know, people we had met through just going through, you just meet other caregivers, other parents um, in the process. It, it is such a blessing to be able to walk it together, even though no one wants to be on that road. And um, yeah. But to have people who understand and then so it almost felt greedy but knowing how much his heart loved, like his friends, siblings and how he prayed for them, um, it was, we knew that it would still be difficult um, the second time around as well. And really the like insurance companies then didn't really um, help out with any like infertility um, assistance or even oh just acknowledging things. So, you know, it, it was a, it was a hard road. And then, <laughs> and we had no idea. It's so, God is so funny, you know, <laughs> like looking ahead, had we known what was in our future? Right. Oh my gosh. You know, like With I would have never worried, but you don't have <laughs> that. And so, you know, we try and tell people, like I try and share my story also with the, um, perspective though that you know you don't know what's in your future so like I can tell you what happened and that can give you hope but I understand why you know you still may not believe it for yourself um if you're walking through that journey so um wow and yeah and then having them and going to this complete abundance and you know feeding 40 bottles a day and um oh my goodness just, <laughs> just you wanted babies well here they are so um you know, yeah. just, <laughs> oh um, just that abundance of, of, um, joy and, you know, just literally just all things baby at once. So, yeah. So, was, so when did you find out your son was diagnosed with cancer based like when you were pregnant with your others or was this right before? It was before he was only 10 months old. So it was, it was a really rare thing. It was a very, um, very early on. And one of the reasons we got involved with the awareness of it, um, just raising awareness through different pediatric organizations and, um, 
and you know trying to follow up with that support of it is because we didn't even know that it was a possibility like yeah. we, we had not even considered that being a possibility when they're little you're still worried about how they're sleeping or breathing or you right. know just all of these things and we had we had no idea and that it was even something that could be on our radar so um so then he was three when i found out i was pregnant with them okay um, and then one of our quads, he has a heart condition. And we, it, oh. I will say, like, walking through some of the things we did with our oldest kind of helped us walk through that with him. So um, he's um, thankfully able to participate, you know, in, in everything at this time and sports and all the things at school. And they do, like, a jump rope for heart. So he's oh. part of raising you know he own he's nine so he's spoken to his class about his story and um I will say that the two of them have like a special little bond over yeah I don't even know that like it was a conscious thing that they know why they have that bond but I think just you know they've all been fighters for at some point in time um yeah. to be here but the two of them for sure yeah they're very That's similar special. Yeah. yeah and they're all healthy now though they are. They are all healthy and Yay. they talk all the time and they're, yeah, it's very full, vibrant, yeah, <laughs> crazy, yeah. Yay. Like, surprisingly just, quiet. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just curious, how much did the quadruplets weigh when they were born? Yeah, it's so funny because if you see pictures of them, there is yeah. one that towers above the others and okay. he was not our biggest. And so people will see us out and they think that he is, um, like they say triplets and then, you know, oh. then they think he's somebody else. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, he is kind of between heights. So they were four one. I had two that were four one, one that was three thirteen, and then, um, my smallest one was two nine. So oh my gosh. That, yeah. That's pretty good though for four. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was 33 weeks when they were born. Um, okay. and I lived at, um, rush on the West side of Chicago for seven weeks. Um, lived oh, at rash. the hospital. Oh, okay. rush, um, it's, yeah, it's a hospital on the West side of Chicago. Um, okay. and yeah, I just lived like got to know the people, all the nurses and oh. they were incredible. Um, but I, I was away from, you know, my husband and my son at the time. So that was, that was tricky. We were not together as a family, I think in total, probably three and a half months. Um, wow. and the boys were in the NICU. So, you know, the perspective of just them all being home was, and us, me being home and my, you know, my oldest, all of us being under one roof together was just, um, it was not easy, but we were just so like, we were full of gratitude for that. Right. So that helped, you know, ease that transition. Cause we were just happy to be in our house again. Yeah. So oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. And so as a mom of five, I'm sure that you have probably discovered maybe some tips or life hacks to make it a little easier for you? I mean, I don't know if you'd ever be like, oh, this was an easy day. But like, do you have any tips or suggestions just for mamas out there who have a bunch of kids? <laughs> or yeah. just two like us, because I need some hacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always think solidarity, because I always tell um, other moms, just when we're out, like, we'll, we'll get, we get a lot of comments, not as much now that they're older, but 
And um, I always just feel this solidarity. Like if you got out of the house with one kid today, like it, you're good, you know, like you got out today and it's good. Cause when I just had one, that's all I knew too. It was all consuming with just one, you know? So um, yeah, I, my tips are probably less practical, but I will say um, I'm, I try to be very organized. Like anything I can do ahead, mm. even till this day, they get everything ready for the next school day ahead of like the day before. Yeah. Because we're the kind of family that can, running late, that's when kind of all the tension starts to arise. And um, we actually have, one of mine will (laughs) pack his brother's like backpacks for them because he wants to be on time. So he just is like, I'm not even going to fight with them. (laughs) I just (laughs) always tell him, you don't have to do it. But he, he's like, I want to be on time. So um, so it's kind it's of cool when him. they start taking <laughs> over. Yeah, it's kind of cool when they start taking over. Um, yeah. But and I would did say, you say they're in kindergarten now? They The boys yes. are in third grade. Um, oh, okay, third grade. Yeah, and then my oldest is in eighth grade. And okay. I will say, um, and just know, like, what, I guess, like you said, your son was having, a, or was it, who was having a meltdown um, in Bill? Oh, my youngest son, Lincoln. He, <laughs> yeah. He just turned I, two. Yeah. Yes. I think it's just so important to, to know that that happens. Like, and if there's glares or people looking at, like, I have had to just let it all go because on one side of Target, people are like, I can't believe you have all those kids out. You're doing amazing. On the other side, when they're melting down and I've been there too long with them and they're all losing it you know then I'm like what is that lady doing here with all those kids and that she control them and why is she you know so I've had to really just let other people's opinions Mm -hmm. go and know you know and know that this is all part of them being kids so that would be my thing is just know the the truth one side of target you're this awesome mom the other side yep what are you doing there with all those kids? Yep. Oh. When I'm dragging my kid through the Christian bookstore, I'm yeah. that mom. <laughs> I'm like, love Jesus. <laughs> yeah. At least we're here, right? That's right. That's right. I'm like, you should all be not judging me. <laughs> right. It's so true. And we have to be better about that. Like, I, I have had so many moms apologize to me now when I'm out alone. They have no idea how many you know kids I have or anything. And I'm like, please don't ever apologize to me for the way your right. kid. I yeah. get it. We know, you know. So what I'm really curious, and we ask this to everyone, but especially with you having five boys, what do you do to take care of yourself? Like, when do you get that time? Is it weekly? Do you do something daily? How do you just self-care? Uh, for me, um, I tend to be introverted, which always surprises people because I like oh, to talk. Okay. Um, but... So I just need time alone, you know, time where I don't have to be um, answering questions or feeling like I need to be preparing for something. Um, And it doesn't have to be a lot of time. I just have to kind of regroup where I don't have to be on. And I don't always, I don't feel that way with my family necessarily, but um, when we're out, you know, a lot, especially when they were younger, it just took more out of me as an introverted person to be engaging with people on top of all of the kids. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at that time it was just having, um, 
it wasn't always feasible to get up early and read my Bible and, you yeah. know, do my devotion. That wasn't always just it. So I would just try and steal away the time that I could. And, you know, it, whether it was, I almost felt like my whole day was kind of a prayer and it was, oh. um, just something where I, when I could do that, I would. And writing for sure, you know, when I had started the blog when they were younger. And now I would say it's just actually having, that time to, um, to be okay with doing, to be okay with doing something for myself without feeling guilty about it. So taking that time and my husband's really supportive of that, but you know, as moms were like, Oh, I'll run that errand in the meantime and I'll get their stuff for the next day. And Oh, we need this for dinner. And you know, before you know it, the time that we were going to do something for ourselves is is evaporated. So Mm -hmm. just being more intentional with that. If I really, feel like I need that to be better for my family, um, for sure. It, you know, to come back refreshed and actually do that, that thing, whether it's going to the bookstore or just getting out of the house for a little bit. Um, absolutely wandering. So, yeah. And did you guys just have spring break or are you on spring break now? We did last week. Yeah. Did you do anything fun? We did. We were home. I was, um, still recovering from, um, surgery so we were home I felt so bad <laughs> we did we did some things here and there um That's okay yeah we went to some we went to a movie and they had some time with friends and um some That's close nice. family friends so they're they were so good it, it's amazing how different it is when they're older and they can help start taking care of you or <laughs> yeah yeah that <laughs> no and sometimes it's nice just to stay home and just to and I you know just for them to just play with friends and have a schedule or, you know, loading up the car to go somewhere. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's so much going on. I forget sometimes how many things it's not that each of them has all those things. It's just with all of them. So, you know, sometimes they have to go with, and it's not their thing that they're doing or they're sitting, you know, so they really create that time at home, just, um, being able to just play and be here and, um, regroup. So, and my oldest has so much on his plate, all, you know, so I really forget how much home can just be such like a sanctuary for them and yeah, you know, a place to just kind of breathe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Michelle, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> you are very inspiring. You. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking with us today and just sharing different parts. I know a lot of those things are personal and, you know, it takes a lot, but I think, and you kind of said this earlier, you know, like it's important that more people open up and share, whether it's about infertility or, you know, mom guilt and things like that. So thank you for sharing all that. You're welcome. I think, um, yeah, the more we can cheer each other on and just really be real about life, the better (laughs) I've learned. Absolutely. Moms need communities. Yes. And thank you for having me. I love what you're doing here. I love that you're talking about those things and allowing us to talk about those things. That's huge. And I really do wish that I had had that kind of support, you know, when they were um, little ones were younger. So yeah, it's, it's huge. And it's so, and I love podcasts because we can do other things if we need to or not, you know, listen to them in the car. Yep. Um, however, throughout your day. So I am 
just proud of you and excited for what you're doing. So thank you for having me. Oh, thank you. Yes, and thank it's you. our pleasure. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. And we hope you have a wonderful day. And yeah, keep being amazing. And get those shirts printed and we'll be your first customers. <laughs> That's right. That's great. I love it. <laughs> thank you. All right. All right. Thanks, Thanks Michelle. Michelle. Thanks. Oh, Michelle, she is wonderful. We were so delighted to talk with Michelle today. We just appreciate her taking time out of her busy schedule. And she was just genuinely nice and someone that I want to go be best friends with right now. So if only she lived a little closer. But Michelle, we are so grateful that you took time to listen to us today. After we stopped recording, we um, continued our conversation a little more with her. And she just had so many kind things to say and just has that gentle spirit that makes you feel comfortable and makes you feel important. So she's awesome. And we think everyone should go check her out. If you would like to follow Michelle, she is on social media at Michelle Kroll writes and her blog is on Michelle Please subscribe below.